Yo, Big D back with another edition of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in the ninth special guest, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. NFL draft time, baby. So, uh, you know, there's content around the corner. Also, check out the Big D Podcast for audio, audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So uh, joining me this evening, uh, based on the hat, it's got to be a, a New York Jet discussion. So um, joining us to touch to uh, talk everything game green, the owner of the fantasy, uh, is it fantasy winners or fantasy writers? It's a league winners. A league winner, sorry. Uh, Thomas yeah. Christopher. So uh, Thomas, uh, wait a minute, I, I've got to do this. Before we start, J E T S Jets Jets. Jets Jets, baby. There you go. <laughs> you got it. How are you doing today, man? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So um, obviously, the New York Jets are now the longest team without a playoff berth in any of the four North American sports. Now that the Sacramento Kings of all teams made it. Yeah. Didn't see that coming on my bingo card this year. Uh, I'm not a huge NBA guy anymore, but th- that that one hurt to see the, the Kings get in. And now uh, we get to be a true laughing stock. Hopefully, hopefully this is the last year, though. Hey, I mean, hey, I mean, every team's got help. I mean, there's seemingly one one team breaking a long playoff drop. I mean, uh, last year, my Jack, my Jags, after two years of getting on one pick, won the AFC South. So maybe the Jets do the same this year. That's what I'm hoping so, man. And maybe, you know, if uh get the rumblings of Aaron Rodgers or, you know, true, that could happen with the Jets sooner or later as well. Okay, so wait, you actually uh, you actually make a trade that actually helps your team for once instead of hurting your team. That's that's what I'm hoping at least. But if if what I'm hearing in in that Green Bay wants a first round pick, if the Jets do that, then I'll be pretty concerned about the direction the team's going in. Well, obviously it's the uh, NFL rumor going around town now, the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers are interested in marrying one another because the Jets want Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has said on the Pat McAfee show he wants to play for the Jets. So my first question to you, Thomas, is why would Aaron Rodgers want to play for the New York Jets? So before the team hired Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator, I wouldn't really have had a clear answer for that. Because um, honestly, outside of perhaps Garrett Wilson, Breeze Hall, there really isn't too much to like about the Jets. Um, and that's just being honest. Their offensive line was pretty putrid last year, both in the run and the pass game, which hasn't really been anything new to the Jets for the past couple of years. Um, they traded Elijah Moore who I thought was a great receiver, but of course, you know, after his outbursts last year um, against Mike LaFleur, who is the brother of Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur, uh, I knew that Elijah Moore wasn't going to be a Jet anymore. So when Nathaniel Hackett got hired as offensive coordinator, when the Jets released Mike LaFleur from his contract, that kind of signaled to me the direction the Jets were going in and made it seem like Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets 
was a necessary necessarily an inevitability it's just that it was more likely it was going to happen and i think a familiar familiarity with um hackett's offense um as coordinator of the jets would play like a big role into why he would be there and of course alan lazar joining the jets too doesn't hurt so um Obviously, there are a couple of interesting things about the Jets. I mean, Garrett Wilson is one because we saw what he did last year. I mean, he, he looked like the best receiver coming out of the draft, performed really well, may have helped people win fantasy leagues, great dynasty DFS player. But the question is, is Garrett Wilson a number one receiver? Was he just a product of the Jets not having a not having anybody else? That's a great question. Um, personally, I'm hoping that he's a great receiver. Obviously, as a Jets fan, I'm a little biased. But when you see how many targets he he received last year, he was I think I believe he was top five in the NFL in targets last year uh, between multiple different quarterbacks. So having a high target share like that on a bad team it can raise some concerns um i wouldn't be surprised to see a drop in targets this season but with better efficiency um if that makes sense at least if aaron Rodgers is throwing him the ball um but we're gonna find out real quick with the addition of alan lazard and Nicole hardman as well um if wilson is actually a wide receiver one True. I mean, the fact that Rodgers has got at least some familiarity with Alan Lazard knows the system, so won't be. But is Robert Sala a good enough head coach to get the most out of Rodgers? Because seemingly in today's NFL, offensive-minded co- coaches win Super Bowls. We've seen Sean McVay, Bruce Sarans, Andy Reid win. Super Bowls and Robert Sal is the defensive mind head coach. And yeah, the Jets defense was fantastic last year. But is Robert Sal good enough to get the most out of Aaron Rodgers at 38, 39 years old? That's a good question, too. Sala, he's a great motivator of men, but Aaron Rodgers isn't really to me, Rodgers isn't a guy that necessarily needs motivation from a coach. I think he does a lot of stuff um, out of spite, to be honest. When we heard that report that Rodgers was something like 90% retired when he came out of his you know, darkness retreat, and then he heard that the Packers were shopping him around and then he wanted to play again, I think a lot of the stuff that he wants to do going forward, at least, is kind of to prove people wrong, to give people the finger. Um the big question with Robert Sala is if he can get the rest of the team motivated. I think Rodgers would play a part in that. The Hackett hire is questionable. I know a lot of people didn't really like that prior to Aaron joining. I mean, Aaron still hasn't joined, but we're presuming, you know, assuming that he is going to join. So the question would become, like, how can Sala gel that team together and work with the offense, the offensive side of the ball, the coach, the players, and everything like that to be able to get them there? And right now I'm kind of on the fence. Um, We saw last year the way he handled the Zach Wilson situation and the Mike White situation when Wilson got hurt or got benched rather after the Patriots game. Mike White came in, played extremely well, and then Robert Sala didn't really know how to handle that situation going forward. Um, You know, he was going back and forth, you know, saying Mike White's the guy, but still trying to prep Wilson up like Wilson was going to be a starter. Um, 
he needs to be way more decisive as a head coach if the Jets want to have like substantial success, um, at least in my opinion. Also, I also think that if you're going to have a defensive-minded head coach, you've got to have a strong offensive coordinator and get the Jets fired, the other LaFleur brother, and replace him with Nathaniel Hackett. So that felt like an odd one, but maybe that's because one guy – Maybe that was because you were trading, you were getting some guy from Green Bay. But um, we'll see if and when that trade happens. Yeah, that that remains to be seen. Like the Hackett hire, the Jets need to hope that Rodgers comes uh, in order for the Hackett hire to make any type of sense. Because I don't think anybody wants to see the Jets offense with Nathaniel Hackett as offensive coordinator and then them running out Zach Wilson or somebody this year. It's just not, it's not going to fly. So ultimately why would the Jets want Aaron Rodgers? Because uh, is it, is it Aaron Rodgers or bus or Neil? Because their call is with the Saints. Jimmy Garoppolo signed with the Raiders. Is it Aaron Rodgers or bus for the Jets. Absolutely. Um, a lot of people want to say that there's, you know, a chance the team could go after Lamar Jackson. That's not going to happen. Um, it's just not. The The team isn't going to give up that draft capital for Lamar when there's that many holes on the team. And they kind of screwed themselves. You know, I was a big proponent of the Jets going after Derek Carr. Sure, he would have cost some money, but the team would have saved the draft pick and they would have gotten average to above average quarterback play. Um, and Carr has been known to step up when he has great players around him. I mean, last year was kind of a bad example with Josh McDaniels as the head coach there, but we've seen McDaniels kind of um, kind of flame out during his time in Denver um, when he had opportunities to create, you know, what he's trying to do again in, in Las Vegas. So I wanted them to go Derek Carr um, or maybe Garoppolo as a backup option. I didn't think. See, the problem is going after Aaron Rodgers kind of only gives you a one-year window to maximum because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't expect Rodgers to play more than two years maximum. You know what I mean? So they're putting all their chips in that, all their, you know, all their eggs in that basket. And it's definitely Aaron Rodgers or bust. If the Jets don't get him, um, if the Jets don't get him by the draft, I would be very concerned as a Jets fan. Well, I mean, if you look at it from a Green Bay standpoint, if they wait until June first, then the dead then the dead cap hit gets more alleviated on this year's cap, but then you don't get a draft, then Green Bay doesn't get a draft pick on this draft. It would be on next year's draft, which depending on what happens, I mean it could be a conditional round pick where if like the Jets may be like a hockey trade where if the Jets made the like the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, then the Packers might get a first round pick back. But it seems more like a hockey trade than an NFL trade. Yeah, so I've heard a lot of people talking about the post June first trade happening. As a fan and as somebody who covers the Jets, I would not feel comfortable with that um, if I'm a, if I'm part of the Jets. Um, I mean, we all know Aaron Rodgers is great, but still, you want to have 
more than two months to prepare um, with your starting quarterback, regardless of age, regardless of experience, especially on a new team to get ready for the new year. Um, it makes sense for Green Bay, um, though, as you said, they would have to settle for a draft pick in the 2024 NFL draft. If that's the route they want to go, that'd be very interesting. But for the Jets, I think that they're trying really hard to get this trade done by this upcoming NFL draft. So, huh. where would Aaron Rodgers rank in terms of AFC quarterbacks? Because it seems like every good quarterback is in the outside Jalen Hurts is in the AFC. I mean, you've got Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, the mall if he ever plays for the Baltimore Ravens again. Right. I have him maybe, so like as it would stand right now, I probably have him at five, about four or five. I mean, he would, he would be behind, um, he'd be behind Mahomes. He would be behind Josh Allen. Um, he'd be behind Burrow. Then when it gets to like Herbert, Lamar, T-Law, that's where I, I kind of would put Rogers in that, in like that tier two, you know what I mean? I think he'd be somewhere in there. I wouldn't be comfortable giving him like a number grade per se, but I think he'd be like the, the top end of the tier two of quarterbacks in the AFC, which, you know, We'll see how good that would be for a Super Bowl. I don't. I don't know though. I mean, five. I mean, five eight years ago, I would say Aaron Rodgers be at the top of the list. But to me, Rodgers will progress. He doesn't really take a lot of chances. Doesn't even run anymore. And you look at it, Aaron Rodgers has not been great in big games. I mean, lost an home NFC Championship game to the Bucks, lost a home playoff game to Jimmy Garoppolo with one shoulder, then lost a home do-die game against the Detroit Lions with Jared Goff, who can't play in 15-degree weather. Yeah, I that, that meltdown on Week 18 against the Lions, I was not expecting that one. That one was uh, – I don't think anybody was, to be honest. I mean – I should have expected it because the Packers, the Packers have laid down the past three Januaries now. Yeah, they they did ha haven't had like the same type of fight to them. I don't know. If, pardon me. I don't know if it's like Rogers regressing or that team not gelling completely anymore. I don't know what 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 was going on, but that team was pretty. They were lucky to even be in that chance last year, and then to to squander it. You know lay an egg against Detroit. That was bad. Yes. Yeah, so, so are you worried that if Aaron Rodgers is ultimately trained to the Jets that he will show up because it seems like Aaron Rodgers does his own thing, like the old Jeopardy, oh, he'll potentially not, oh, potentially not show up for off-season workouts, training camp, training camp, because he's got to learn, he might know the offense, but he's got to learn the new receivers. Right. I, so, I mean, I've, I've seen some videos, I've read some things that he's been working out like with receivers offhand, but that's not the same thing as, you know, working with the offense as a whole. 
that is something I'm actually concerned about is him getting acclimated to the Jets players themselves. Um, especially because we know he's not going to play any preseason either. You know what I mean? So that's just less and less time he has to connect with the Jets players. And like I said, as somebody who follows the team, you know, it's, it's concerning um, that the Jets are putting all their eggs in this Aaron Rodgers basket, which I'm, I'm pretty certain is because of the Jets owner, Woody Johnson. He's infatuated with old Packers quarterbacks. If you look at, what they did, you know. Yeah, exactly. 2008 with Brett Favre. Sorry, 2000 Brett Favre. Um, it's the same. It's the same thing. You know, it's almost mirror to mirror. 15 15 years later, it's almost the same situation. Um, and I'm worried that he's kind of setting up the current Jets regime to fail. Because personally, I believe if the Jets don't make the playoffs or if they only win one playoff game. I have a feeling that somebody, either um, Robert Salo or Joe Douglas, is probably going to lose their job. So how much do you think Woody Johnson would be willing to give up in an Aaron Rodgers trade? And how much do you think Joe Douglas would be willing to give up? Because, I mean, we've heard different – I mean, it seems like the trade's been largely agreed. It's like, what, what do the Packers want? What would the Jets want? be willing to give up and how many years Aaron Rodgers played because how much would you give up in an Aaron for Aaron Rodgers just one maybe two years so I'm going to start with like what I think Woody would have given up I think Woody Johnson would have given up maybe both seconds this year and probably a first next year he's up like when I say he's obsessed I'm there there's been rumors in the Jets organization that the reason that they let Derek Carr walk away without a contract was because of Woody Johnson um, and his infatuation with Aaron Rodgers. Um, Joe Douglas, I think Joe Douglas is a very, the Jets have been pretty bad with trades, but Joe Douglas has been kind of like a pretty good, you know, trade maestro. Um, he's, he's conducted some good ones. Uh, the Elijah Moore trade, you know, that's kind of a wash in my opinion, but I think, Douglas would probably give up like a second this year and then a, a pick next year based on conditions, which is probably what I would do as well. Um, I'd give up one of the the second round picks we have this year. Cause I'm pretty sure we have uh, it's either 41, 42 or 42 and 43. I can't, I can't remember. 43. Yep. That's it. So they'll have back-to-back picks. I believe that um, I would give one of those picks and then a conditional pick next year, depending on how well Aaron Rodgers does. And if he actually plays next year. Yeah, I kind of like that because the Jets could still get alignment on one of these, maybe a tight end and 13. So then you, you're you not blowing all your chips from this year's or next year's draft. You're blowing a little bit of each. Right, exactly. And as much as it hurts to see the team get rid of Elijah Moore, I think getting that second round pick in return could be pretty big if, if, one of the seconds are used for um, a trade with Green Bay. And from what I've heard, there's supposedly, I've heard a couple things, but supposedly there's two different types of trade sets that are quote unquote being agreed upon um, between the Jets and Green Bay based on how the draft is supposed to pan out. One of those involves the Jets and the Packers swapping the 13th and 15th picks and then some other trade compensation, um, depending on who's on the board. 
And then the other one is the Jets giving up that second round pick, possibly both. Um, but we should see. And but we should see it, it. It's kind of like a very sticky situation where there's a lot of rumors and a lot of stuff where like everyone knows that Aaron's going to be a Jet. But at the same time, nobody knows how that's going to happen. It's going to be fascinating to see what hap- happens. Uh, before I before I ask you, ask you uh, the ultimate Aaron Rodgers question, I do want to ask talk with you about some famous Jets draft mishaps because uh, when the NFL sorry, I'm sorry to bring back memories. With Jeff fans, because when the NFL draft used to be in New York City, it seemed like every time the Jets picked, no matter was number one or number 251, the Jet fans always went bananas. Yeah. They're a passionate fan base, man. As much as the team sucks, they're passionate. I can I can attest because I can already hear I can already hear fire and screaming through my head. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. You already know, man. Yep. So, um, you think 1983, before you, I hope that was before either one of all time. It was, yeah. I'm not, I'm not that old yet. Yeah. How about, how about this draft? They Jets drafted Ken O'Brien from California, David. Yeah, Ken O'Brien. That is a name. He, <laughs> so it's funny how, like, it's funny because as bad of a pick as Ken O'Brien was, he's still one of the best Jets quarterbacks in their history. So, like, that's it. That's not saying much. Yeah, that's what I mean, man. So, you've been, you, like, that's, that's kind of like the state the franchise has been in for the past. 60 something years now you know it's been bad and you think who else who i remember somebody else put going three picks after the jets so ken o'brien i i can't remember his name i think he's in canon right was that that was marino right yep yeah whoopsie (laughs) oh (laughs) so that i don't think jet fans during that time, like, so it's funny because with that and the mud bowl and stuff, there's a whole era of Jet fans that really hate Dolphins fans. And Jet fans, like, of today's age have no idea why that, like, the old fans hate Miami so much until, like, they look back and see Jets drafted Ken O'Brien and then right, be- right below him is Dan Marino. Then you got the mud game in the AFC championship game. Like, there's so much of it with Shula freaking not putting the tarps down on, on the field. <laughs> like it's, it's been an interest that that's a rivalry that I think is about to start heating up again with both teams. Well, with Miami starting to look like they're about to be really good again. And then 1995, I'm just thinking <laughs> the Jets could have drafted a really good defensive tackle for Miami named Warren Sapp. And who did New York take its first round pick that year? 95. Oh. Since I don't remember his name, he probably sucked. Kyle Brady. 
Oh, Brady? Oh, no way. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Bet you they want that one back. Yeah, um, yeah Rich Kotai, yeah, and the Jets took Kyle Brady instead of one set. Oh, Kotai. Oh, my God, yeah. That was that was the dark years. That was right before Parcells ended up taking the Jets over. So that was that was a dark. Jets fans don't like to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm t- trying. To... <laughs> oh man, there's so many. Look at the Vernon Golston pick. You know, <laughs> wasn't he supposed to be the next great pass rusher? He was, and I don't think he even played the full season, if I remember correctly. Or if he did, he didn't get on the stat sheet. I'd have to double-check that, but he, he was bad. And then, anyway. and, the Jets, and then I remember in 09, the Jets drafted Mark Sanchez. Well, in his first two years, he looked like a competent quarterback. Led the Jets to the AFC Championship game twice. And then we know what happened. He ran into Nick. He ran into his – Ran into Mangold's bump. Yeah. <laughs> right into Brandon Moore's butt. Yeah. Right. The butt fumble existed. And then Jets fans were oh man. That just brings back that brings back such bad memories. <laughs> you have no idea the, the humiliation that would be. And it sucks because Mark Sanchez is actually like a really good guy. So seeing that happen to him was not and was not good. I think that was I don't. I can't remember. I can't recall if that was his last season starting with the Jets. But after the Jets, he didn't get a like full time starting gig after that. I mean, he played a bit for the Eagles, but that who, was the end of his rope. Who, played, who didn't play quarterback for the Eagles before Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> the, the QB carousal that the Jets have had. Yeah, and then. One that's fresh in the mind of Jet fans. Uh, how about 2021? Oh, wait, you drafted Zach Wilson. And by the way, the Jets would have lost basically all of their games that year. You would have ended up with the number one pick in the 2021 draft and take and would have taken the guy from Clemson, South Carolina. I can't remember his name. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Jets fans are probably wishing that that was the case now. Instead, you beat the LA Rams and Cleveland Browns, I think, right? Yep. Yeah, actually, it's funny. The Jets just released the punter that cost the um, the Jets the first round pick, uh, Braden Mann. He had a game saving tackle against the Los Angeles Rams, and he's no longer on the team now. They just waived him, and they uh, they signed Thomas Morstead, uh, formerly from the Saints, who I'm actually interviewing tomorrow. Isn't he like 95 years old? He he's old man. Yeah, I think he's 37. He's he's pretty old. Yeah. And then instead of drafting Trevor Lawrence, who thankfully for my Jags ended up in Jacksville, you drafted Zach Wilson. And I think every Jet fan will want him out of New York now. Oh yeah, this this is what I wanted to because I was looking this up and this was pretty bad. So I mean, we all know how bad Zach Wilson's you know rookie season was. And his last season potentially was even worse. He already had like the worst EPA of, you know, starting quarterbacks. Um, But it it gets even worse. His accuracy rating was a 6.9. That was 34th among quarterbacks. You know, his deep ball completion percentage was 30%, 29th. Pressure completion, 20.4%. That was 34th. Play action action completion percentage at 48.1, also 34th. 
red zone completion percentage, 47.1, also over 30. And clean pocket completion percentage, where you hope a quarterback does good, it was 64.4, and that was 33rd in the NFL among quarterbacks. So basically all the main <laughs> all the main stats where you want a quarterback to do good, he wasn't even among the top 32 for most of them which if that doesn't say how bad he was, you know, and how much he hindered the Jets' success last year, I don't know what does. So, ultimately, do you think the Jets will trade, will final complete the Aaron Rodgers trade? Uh, personally, at the end of the day, yes. I think it happens during, the, during or on the NFL draft, uh, one of those times. Aaron Rodgers in New York would be very interesting. Might be a soap opera waiting to explode. Oh, yeah. Oh, and for what it's worth, I've heard through the rumor mill that um, they might have Roger Goodell kind of push this trade to come through for scheduling purposes. That is what I've heard for primetime scheduling games because supposedly everybody wants to see Rodgers in New York. Do you guys play? Do you guys play an Arrowhead this year? Ooh, uh, I, I don't know actually. I'd have to double check that. Hmm, that. That'd be a spicy encounter. Jets, Chiefs. Yeah, that would be. It'd be like a passing of the old guard, or passing of yeah, passing of the old guard to the new. Maybe. See that that's where stuff would get get pretty good, but. I always, I always worry, man. Always, as a Jets fan, I think uh, you always think they're gonna stink, you know. So <laughs> I'm hoping not this year. Actually, I think yeah, the Chiefs go the Met- to the Meadowlands. They're they are going to Meadowlands. Okay, I, w- I wasn't sure if it was them coming to Jersey or if it was the Jets going to uh, K- KC. You go to Vegas and Denver. Vegas and Denver, that's it. Okay, that Denver game is going to be interesting with Hackett coming back. Maybe it'll be a Hackett revenge game. (laughs) All right, Thomas, thanks for uh, Jets setting with me. Uh, Hopefully the Jets can get a competent quarterback for the first time since Joe Willie Neyman. (laughs) I'm hoping so, man. Rodgers won't have to try too hard to pass his record, so we'll see. Thank you for having me on, Dylan. I appreciate it.